Welcome to Conversations with Owens Community College President, Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Conversations podcast. I'm Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Whether you've been with us for all of our conversations or if this is your first time, thank you for listening. We're so happy that you're joining us as we explore the issues and meet the people who are important to Northwest Ohio and to Owens Community College. Be sure to listen to our previous episodes and subscribe to Conversations to join us for future ones. Today, I am so excited to welcome Finley Mayor Christina Mern. Mayor Mern has been a strong supporter of Owens Community College and our campus in Finley for years, and so today we're happy to have her with us. Mayor Christina Mern is a Finley native and was elected into office in 2020. She graduated summa cum laude from the University of Finley in 2014 with a Bachelor of Science in Economics and Marketing and a minor in Finance. Mayor Mern is also a graduate of the 2014 class of the Joanne Davidson Ohio Leadership Institute. While at the University of Finley, she served as a student representative to the Board of Trustees, as Student Government Association President for two terms, as a Dana Scholar, as Service Chair of Mortarboard Academic Honor Society, as Vice President of Aristos Eclectos Service Honor Society, and as a founding member of Delta Mu Delta Business Honor Society. Prior to her election as mayor, Christina served as the Director of Business and Physician Development for Pain Management Group, where she had worked for five years. In the community, Mayor Mern is a member of the Findlay Family YMCA Board of Directors, where she serves on the Finance Committee. She is also on the Board of Directors for the Ohio Mayor's Alliance and serves as the Midwest Chair for the United States Conference of Mayors Membership Committee. Mayor Mern also serves on the Ohio Drug Transparency and Affordability Council, the Ohio Advisory Committee for the U.S. Global Leadership Coalition, and has attended the Yale Mayor's College and CEO Summit in 2019 and 2020. She has been recognized numerous times for her community service and business leadership. In 2017, Mayor Mern received the Northwest Ohio 20 Under 40 Award, and she is a recipient of the Zonta International Women in Business Scholarship. Mayor Mern is a great friend to Owens Community College, and we're so grateful that she's taken the time to join us for a conversation. Hello, Mayor, and thank you for being our guest today. I am thrilled this afternoon to be talking with Mayor of Finley, Christina Mern. I am thrilled that you're able to join us today. And so welcome to Owens Community College. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. One of the things that we ask all of our guests is about their educational journey and their pathway. And yours is very fascinating because it's very <laughs> intertwined with your career. Yes. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about when and how you knew that you needed education past high school? Yeah, you know, growing up, Neither of my parents did much education beyond high school. Mm -hmm. um, my mother had just a high school degree, but was always very encouraging of making sure that we found what was going to make us successful in life. And mm -hmm. if we wanted to, you know, go to a four-year college or a two-year college, I just kind of always assumed I was going to college. And mm -hmm. that was something I was interested in doing, though I, you know... Uh, luckily was good in school. I wouldn't necessarily say I was a huge academic and loved studying, but uh, I really love learning. Uh -huh. And so it was kind of just that it made sense for that to be my next step. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And I think that family support is huge 
for people because they realize that there's someone in their corner who has the that, that this is something that's open to you and you know that there's that expectation there yeah and I grew up going to the University of Finley campus frequently mm-hmm. uh, my grandfather had graduated from the University of Finley mm-hmm. um, my older sister graduated from the University of Finley and my grandfather subsequently ended up working at the University of Finley okay. kind of as his retirement gig later in life and so I grew up always being on campus at sporting events and events Mm -hmm. Um, so the University of Finley kind of felt like home and when Mm -hmm. I started looking uh, for schools that was an easy easy choice that is awesome well you kind of probably felt like an honorary student in some way anyway (laughs) I did I did (laughs) I loved the events and you know even my um, I think it was my junior or senior year of high school was when the University of Finley basketball team won the national championship and mm-hmm. was undefeated. And so I was at almost every game. So it definitely was an easy <laughs> transition. <laughs> You're like, what? You mean I'm not already a student? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I did do some like um, college classes on campus in mm-hmm. high school, which I always think is great for students to engage and test out those courses and, mm-hmm. you know, one, get the credit, mm-hmm. two, at a lower cost, and three, it does help you understand if you're kind of cut out for that environment because right. it's not for everybody. And it helps you, I think, a lot of times get that confidence, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes college can seem very daunting. Yeah. But if you're able to make it through a class, even if it's not, you know, you don't get an A, you know, you can think through like, okay, this is what went well for me. This is what I liked, yeah. what I didn't like. It makes you Makes you a little more savvy in the yeah, process. Figure out that rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were in school, talk to me a little bit about when you were in college, did you think that you were going to be Mayor Finley? <laughs> <laughs> you How know, did that work? Yeah, that's always a kind of funny question because I never was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be mayor or I want to be in government. But it also always came very naturally for me to be mm-hmm. in leadership. And growing up, you know, even in elementary and middle school and high school, and then in college, I was in student government mm-hmm. or student council and National Honor Society and always in leadership roles. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to talk to people that have known me throughout my life. And when I first said I was going to kind of seek being mayor, people were like, of course you are. You, you've <laughs> been the de facto mayor of Finley for years. Yeah, the you know in college I would always like people would complain about something about the city and I would like correct them and you know I would be that Finley advocate. But you know I think when you look back through life you see mm-hmm. how your kind of natural strengths, especially mm-hmm. when harnessed and supported by others, do kind of open that pathway for you. And I think mm-hmm. I looking back I very much now see mm-hmm. that it was a natural path for me. What was that path like? What made you decide to run? What made you decide you were even interested? What were, what were the steps you took? <laughs> you know what? It, it was funny. So I, I got a call from a local gentleman who I had interacted with a couple times, but didn't know super well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, again, though, very involved in the community. I was involved in local political um, activities mm-hmm. and helping others with their campaigns. Um, and so I had kind of built a network of people who knew me as being somebody who was helpful, passionate about the community, and passionate about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I was friends with the prior mayor, Lydia Mahalik. We're still friends. Mm-hmm. And so when she took the position at the state, a couple of folks in the community said, okay, well, who do we want to continue to lead our community? And mm-hmm. reached out to me and said, you know, we've 
we think you may be a good fit. Is it something you're interested in? And so I kind of went through a couple of days of conversations with different folks and said, you know what, I'm a person of faith and I feel like Mm -hmm. this is kind of, I'm at least supposed to step out and see where it goes. And, you know, fortunately I was blessed to get appointed as mayor Mm -hmm. and then immediately had to begin to run, uh, which definitely (laughs) changes things, you know, learning the job, having to campaign, but it, you know, was fortunate to, to be elected and then recently reelected. So that's mm-hmm. great. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. And congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Have to get through November, but we should be in good shape. <laughs> well, do you have an opponent? So technically I have a right and opponent. Okay. So we'll see um, okay. if that person really kind of campaigns for the position or not. Yeah. You always kind of have to think through there's a long process with all of these things and especially to the lay person or outside looking in, you don't always realize all of the steps. But, you know, I do remember reading about the the primary and mm-hmm. and everything that goes into it. And so yeah. yeah. Campaigning, you know, I, I joke with people, I'm like, I wish I could do the job without the politics and the campaigning. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like I get it. I kind of enjoy it. I'm like, but I would just so love to put that energy into the job, you know, and, mm-hmm. and keep focusing on that. Cause it's when you're campaigning, it is two full-time jobs, right? You mm-hmm. know, my my job as mayor, mm-hmm. doing it well is a full-time job, if not more than already. And then campaigning right. on top of that can can be a challenge for Absolutely. sure. But I have Absolutely. a great team. So they, they kept reminding me I had to campaign. <laughs> They're like, we've got things here. Go focus on that. <laughs> Fantastic. You gotta, you gotta love when your team takes care of you. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you don't kill yourself over that. You know, exhausting. You can, mm-hmm. we, we can take Give, it, give you some space mm-hmm. to focus on that. Fantastic. Yeah. So we know that there's probably people who are listening who may be interested in a life of public service yeah. um, or being an elected official. What advice do you give them? First of all, kudos, right? It is definitely not for everyone. Um, the, the advice I have is you definitely have to have a passion for it because it's very challenging. You are opening yourself up to criticism. You are giving so much, and um, you don't always get to see the fruits of your labor. Um, But you definitely have to have the passion for it. And then Mm -hmm. the second thing is to have a strong support system. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have to have folks that, you know, one, are trusted advisors and Mm -hmm. call me out and will speak the truth. And if I'm off, off base, you know, you have to be humble to acknowledge, okay, I'm I'm maybe wrong or maybe my approach, I didn't handle that well, um, being able to take that correction. But having those people that you can, one, be yourself, you know, and not be on mm-hmm. is always the hard thing, right? You're so used to being out and in the public and, and being that, um, but being able to be in a safe space and, and having that support is critical. But you definitely have to have a passion for it because if you don't, you can very easily, you know, lose your way and the criticism can weigh you down. But that's always been kind of my um, comfort is I know that ultimately I'm making the best decision I can for the community. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, when you start getting that criticism, you start second guessing yourself and that is the tough spot to be. And I would imagine that no one wants to be at the cusp of that spiral because it Mm -hmm. sounds like it's something that, that could really unravel one of the best things that I told my, you know, I, I actually told my husband and I'm like, okay, yeah, that I need to remind myself that is when I first decided to run mm-hmm. and he was like, well, what if you don't like it? I'm like, if I don't like it, then I find somebody else to take over and I step back, right? Like mm-hmm. there's also a lot of freedom in knowing like I'm here to serve the public, but ultimately the position isn't my identity. And if it's not working out, it's not working out. Now, 
Fortunately, that's not been the case. I love mm -hmm. being mayor. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you have to be able to give ourselves that freedom that it's not working and acknowledging that isn't failure. It's, mm -hmm. you know, positive. You can change your mind. Yeah. You can change your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So of all the things you've been able to accomplish as mayor of Finley, what are the things you're most proud of? Oh, my goodness. That's really tough. You know, I think uh, my greatest point of pride over the last couple of years has really been how our community for the most part came together throughout COVID. Mm. You know, being mm -hmm. mayor during COVID has been completely different than what I, I expect, at least for the next, <laughs> for the future. <laughs> but being able to manage through that and manage mm -hmm. the team and, and the, the diversity divisiveness of that experience and just everything that came with that. Being able just to manage the community through that has really been a point of pride because I know that we are better as a community mm -hmm. and in a position better than many communities because of how we operated as a team. Right. You know, working with the hospital, working with public health, communicating with our business community and being able to kind of just work as a team throughout that process, I'm really happy with how we worked through that. You know, I would have rather not had to go through it, but it is what it is. Um, but I'm really looking forward to some of the big, I'm a big process person. And so some of just the operational organizational improvement things that we're doing, I'm excited about strategic mm -hmm. planning. Um, but also we have some really cool opportunities to make significant kind of generational investments in our community with flood mitigation Absolutely. and some potential park improvements that I'm really excited about. So ask me again in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will. <laughs> we can have a sequel here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but follow I up. Think, I think that there's, um, you know, you talked about the University of Finley and how it was second home. I got part of my career start at the University of Finley. I had yeah. a graduate assistantship there for um, my first year. And there's something really special about that community because you feel as though you were being taken care of. Yeah. You know, between all the resources, just even the ethic of care of business owners mm -hmm. and different places. It, it's, it really is a community that wants to take care of, of its people and of its citizens, even new ones who are yeah. only going to be there for a year. Um, but it, it, it's something really special about Finley. Yeah. You know, the University of Finley does such a wonderful job of being a home to its students and the professors understanding that learning during the college experience is not just occurring in the classroom. Mm -hmm. My teachers, you know, uh, hopefully they don't get upset with me for sharing, were very encouraging to me when I would miss class because I was out doing something with a student body president or I was going to a political event or mm -hmm. I was traveling. You know, they were very supportive of doing that. You know, they had the expectations. My classwork continued to be done. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that the institutions, and we see it at Owens, that understand that learning and your educational experience is far beyond mm -hmm. just the classroom environment, but that it, those experiences and the emotional intelligence and the networking um, and so much more that is beneficial. And the university's ties to the community as a whole and getting students into the community is awesome and something we need to continue to build upon so we keep right. those students local. But I'm really proud with my ties to the University of Finley and, and having them in our community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the things that you and I get to do together is to serve on the board of Raise the Bar Hancock County. Yeah. You, of course, are the president of the board <laughs> of Raise the Bar Hancock County. One of the things we talk about a lot at Owens is our role driving economic development. And Raise the Bar Hancock County really is um, where 
education and economic development meet. And so can you talk a little bit about Raise the Bar Hancock County and what you're proud of in terms of a lot of the initiatives that that organization has moved forward? Yeah, you know, the organization is awesome. I'm so proud of it. So it is focused on the full continuum of cradle to career um, and recognizing that we need strong education throughout our life. Mm-hmm. We need strong social services throughout our life. We need the business community and all of those different partnerships to support the educational journey to make sure that we have the workforce of today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been really focused. It was formed as a coalition and it has folks from the business sector, from the schools, higher ed institutions, government and social services, all coming together to one, you know, support our schools and how do we expose students throughout their educational experience to jobs? Mm -hmm. How do we expose and educate our educators on the jobs that are existing? And probably one of the most significant kind of mindset shifts that occurred in Raise the Bar is the business community educating both social services, government, and the education system on what they are needing and what they see as their future needs so that we're not just adjusting in real time, but we're planning ahead for mm-hmm. how do we meet those demands. And so having yourself, our you know, K-12 educators, business community, you know, kind of from various sectors and mm-hmm. at the table to have those conversations and adjust has been, you know, crucial. Some of the programming that we've been doing um, is The Leader in Me, mm-hmm. which focuses on the soft skills and emotional intelligence, which is awesome. I was in our schools today seeing them talk about how that is impacting the classroom. Um, with the manufacturing days, which is our middle schoolers being exposed to manufacturing and the job opportunities mm-hmm. that are there as well as then the RAMP program and our advanced manufacturing um, apprenticeships, which are awesome. So it's really cool to see how our community has wrapped its arms around workforce development as a really holistic um, issue that we all have to work together to resolve. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, we're starting to see the fruits of that labor just in how our students are engaging. You know, when I walk up to second graders today and they shake my hand and introduce themselves (laughs) and then then tell me about their job (laughs) in the classroom, how they're line leaders or they're responsible for passing out the papers Mm -hmm. and they are learning those, those soft skills and working as a team Mm -hmm. is, is amazing. And, you know, then signing days and meeting with our manufacturers who are, you know, figuring out how they meet their workforce demand. So it's very rewarding, exciting, and I'm excited to continue to see it develop and evolve. Mm-hmm. It, it really is neat, the involvement with the K-12. through 12. So, I mean, you you expect it at a level mm-hmm. for the colleges. You know, you expect yeah. that Owens will be there, New University of Finley will be there. The K-12 through 12 aspect, I think, is the one that surprised me most about Raise the Bar because yes. you're really looking at how do we capture young people when they really are still being exposed and forming ideas about what it is they want to do the rest of their life. And so it's not only the career exposure, but learning those universal skills and, mm-hmm. and um, leadership. When you when you learn about leadership, is you're generally in high school or beyond. And so for them yeah. to be exposed that early is pretty amazing. And it's been really neat. Well, one new thing that we're starting to roll out as well is some of our social services are starting to use some of the seven habits of highly effective people language Mm -hmm. with the parents 
of the children that are going through our school system. So when these kids are coming home and they're talking about think win-win or synergize, you know, or put first things first, now their parents, when they may go and they're working with Habitat to go through the process to earn a home and be a part of their financial coaching, they're mm-hmm. also incorporating that language. Um, <laughs> so it's really neat to see just how, how, how we're kind of permeating a, a lot of varieties and levels of our community to mm-hmm. make sure that we have a strong workforce and highly educated individuals. So one of the terms that gets used a lot is the Findlay formula. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of what we've talked about, I think, really applies to the Findlay formula without us having used that term prior. Yes. yes. And so can you talk a little bit about what that magic is? Yeah. So the Findlay formula actually stemmed out of an article by Site Selection Magazine mm-hmm. after we had won the Top Micropolitan Award a couple years in a row. And they said, how are they being so successful? And what is this Finley formula? And it really comes back to collaboration and really focuses on private sector, nonprofits, education, and government working together mm-hmm. to solve our problems. Um, and that can be things like the workforce issue. It can be things like literacy or you know food insecurity. But we've really seen it prosper in that economic development sector. And we have our private economic development organization that partners and works with you know businesses, government, and education to say, how do we make sure our community is attractive? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that we're prepared and have you know options on properties and the necessary surveys, et cetera, that we're kind of prepared ahead of time? You know, it's just teamwork. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's not how things work in a lot of other communities. Yep. Um, you know, people get in their fiefdoms and they focus on what they need instead of reaching out and saying, how can I help you so we can all be successful? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just been a culture that our community has built over the years and stems from some really strong leadership in the past mm-hmm. um, and has been carried on because we've seen it be successful and, you know, success breeds success. It truly does. It truly does. Well, we're excited to be able to be part of the Finley community with our Finley campus at Owens because we think that we can help feed what makes Finley such a great community and be the recipients at the same time. So I think it's pretty exciting for us as well. Definitely. We've talked a lot about the Findlay community, appropriately so. (laughs) But there was a brief time that you maybe left Northwest Ohio. And so can you talk a little bit about that and why you made your way back? Yeah. So during college, I had internships both in Atlanta and then in Cleveland. As I was figuring out what I wanted to do after college, I had some great job offers, one of Mm -hmm. which was up in Cleveland uh, with General Electric Lighting. And it was a great opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I realized that, one, the, the position I ended up taking with pain management group, I w- it was a startup company. I was going to have a lot more opportunity to be involved in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also felt like Finley gave me an opportunity to, one, it was home. And mm-hmm. I, I was getting ready to get engaged to a, my now husband who had a job in Finley. Um, But it really felt, you know, that was kind of culture um, and the fit of being in in Finley and being able to be a part of the cool things that I had seen going on growing up um, and being able to be in a community where I felt safe and was able to have access to Mm -hmm. a lot of kind of the big city amenities and the communities around us while also having that kind of small town feel and pain management group was really the right fit for me to be able to 
kind of grow right mm-hmm. out of college and get a lot of exposure, which I enjoyed. That is awesome. That is awesome. And sometimes there's truly no place like home. Yeah. It truly isn't. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I appreciate about your leadership is that it's never about just you. And you look at ways to where you can help other people, not only in your role as mayor, but really as an individual. And last month, you participated in a panel discussion at the Girls Increasing Representation Leadership Summit that was held down at Ohio Northern University. Um, It promoted the importance of leadership among young girls. And so talk a little bit about that experience and why that was important to you. First of all, thank you. That's so kind. And, you know, I love helping develop others. And that program was great because it was young girls who, you know, maybe were showing interest in politics or Mm -hmm. government, public service, whatever that may look like. Um, I was fortunate to grow up in a family. uh, I'm the third of four daughters. Mm -hmm. And my mother, (laughs) um, my grandparents, there was never any limitations on us. Mm -hmm. I never thought anything about my future was going to be determined because of my gender or where I grew up. Um, But that's not the case for Mm -hmm. so many folks. And, you know, many times we put limitations on ourselves because of perceptions. Um, And, you know, there definitely are real barriers out there as well. But I love getting out and speaking to groups and, and, you know, students, especially young people. Literally, I have, you know, kids walk in and be like, you're a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Yeah. Good observation. but they're, you know, they just, that's not the mindset when you mm-hmm. see, think of mayor, you know, I think people think of the monopoly man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but so just being able to get out and talk to the students and have them have a conversation and make sure one, that they know, you know, that they can be anything mm-hmm. Two that they recognize that their mayor and their civic leader should be approachable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that they just recognize that there are many paths to success. There are many paths to different opportunities. Um, and just, you know, be willing to step up. I, I made the girls stand up when I uh, got up and I had them put, you know, their hands on their hips. And I forget exactly what I made them say, but I was mm-hmm. like, you know, look to the person next to you and say you're, you know, you're valuable and you're strong and you can, you know, do with your life what you please. Um, and I told them the most important thing they have is their voice. Um, and you know, that they shouldn't forget that. So it was, it was a great time. You know, it was such a small blip of use of my time, but hopefully it had some real impact. And I would imagine that it truly does. And that people, (laughs) people enjoy hearing about that and hearing themselves and being able to see role models and people who they know they can pattern parts of their lives after. And so I think it's incredibly meaningful. One of the other ways that you do advocacy is through the April as Second Chance Month. And so what exactly is that? And can you tell us about that initiative? So Second Chance Month is really kind of a national program. And the Finley community has adopted it, recognizing that people deserve a second chance. Mm-hmm. Many times individuals that have had interactions with, with law enforcement um, don't really know how they kind of get their footing mm-hmm. again. 
Um, and so Second Chance Month, it was really a collaboration between a bunch of different agencies in our community that said, okay, you can talk to the courts about how you may be able to get things expunged or how you can help um, kind of get over some of these barriers to work. Or we did uh, the safe surrender day. So if you had a bench warrant that you needed mm -hmm. to clear, you could come in and get your bench warrant clear without having any kind of real concerns. It could be getting different resources, but it's really just about like you are valuable mm -hmm. and your community is here to help you get on a better footing. Um, and just because you made a mistake in life doesn't mean that you don't deserve a second chance or that mm -hmm. we don't find you as valuable in our community. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. I think that you know, during the heart of the pandemic, we heard the term grace a lot. Mm -hmm. And we talked about giving each other grace. And <laughs> it's, you know, when you think about something like Second Chance Month, it is considerably more profound than that. Um, but I think at the heart of it, that that's what it is. It's like, yeah. how do you help people who, you know, need to be on a path and a trajectory to redefining their lives? Yep. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, easy for us to say, oh, well, that person has a criminal record or that person did this or that person is, you know, but we don't understand necessarily the the background of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, giving grace to people is, is critical. It is. It is. So last year, the city of Finley was ranked number one out of 40 other U.S. mayors with the program called Move with the Mayor. This sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nationwide initiative uh, related to heart uh, heart disease and stroke. And so what exactly is Move with the Mayor? Yeah, so a couple years ago, the National Forum for Cardiovascular Health and Stroke Prevention mm -hmm. began this program called Move with the Mayor. And it was really just a campaign to work with mayors to encourage people to be active. So to find small opportunities to walk um, or, you know, to be active, to help lower their risk of high blood pressure, stroke, heart disease, et cetera. And we mm -hmm. all know that we need to, to move more. Um, but it was really partnering with mayors to say, okay, how do you encourage people to be active? Mm -hmm. And one of the main things that I have done um, was scheduling walks with people throughout the community. So we would go out to schools. We would go out to 50 North. We would mm -hmm. schedule walks at the park downtown meet me for coffee let's you know go for a walk together um and you know it's just kind of encouraging folks and reminding them that you can find time whether mm -hmm. it's 10 minutes that you get up and walk around your building it makes a difference and it adds up and so that is really what it's been about we have some fun events we did just some normal walks a couple weeks ago but we're also going to be rolling out here um, we're going to be doing wags and walks, which is a partnership with the Humane Society where dogs Aww. from the Humane Society will be there and you can come out and walk a dog and then maybe adopt one mm -hmm. or more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're also going to be doing um, kayaking on the Blanchard River and just trying to promote um, different ways to be active and, and you know, opportunities to take advantage of recreation in our community. So it's a lot of fun and something mm -hmm. easy to do, um, but really makes a big difference. That is fantastic. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I, yeah. did you have a lot of folks who came up to you for the walk or whatever and says, oh, I never met the mayor before. Yes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it was funny. The, one of the first walks I did, I have a, had a gentleman come up and he introduced himself. And as soon as he said his name, I recognized him from many not so friendly emails he had mm -hmm. sent me. <laughs> and he, and he goes, uh, and I said, oh, well, you know, it's nice to meet you. I appreciate you coming out this morning. He goes, well, you might recognize me from all the, and I said, yep, I do. I said, 
listen, that's fine. You you can talk to me about anything you want to talk to me, but don't be surprised if I start walking faster. You just have to keep up. <laughs> if you want to talk to me about it, you just got to keep up. <laughs> and we ended up having a really nice conversation. And, you know, people, I, you know, I try to be very accessible, but it's mm-hmm. funny, you know, how just having a conversation with someone mm-hmm. uh, goes a long way. It's huge. And yeah. I think that people appreciate that kind of engagement and accessibility. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. One of the things that you mentioned a little earlier was about strategic planning. Mm -hmm. And we're excited because we just finished our strategic plan. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. And so we understand very recently what a huge undertaking that is. And so you're um, well underway with developing a strategic plan for the city of Finley. Yeah. What are some of the things that you're learning through that process? You know what? I I think we really heard, it was pretty consistent with what I was kind of expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're very similar things that we hear in community, right? Safety, beautiful community, you know, maintaining our infrastructure, having more things to do, creating a community of belonging. Those were all things that we were kind of expecting. Mm-hmm. I think the most surprising thing um I would just say, you know, the level of engagement mm-hmm. and and good and bad. So, you know, at some points you you get a lot of feedback, people are excited about it, engage, and then you've kind of asked people again and they're like, "Ah, oh, you're good." You know, they, they <laughs> um, but I'm excited for us to really uh get it moving and and kind of get something back out to the community and a structure put together. Um for it, really, we're focused on putting together a framework that we can utilize on a continuous basis mm-hmm. to hold ourselves accountable and kind of set up those guardrails and expectations that we heard from the community. Mm-hmm. And then how do we hold ourselves accountable within those moving forward? Mm-hmm. So it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. I've, I've loved going through it. Um, it's definitely been hair pulling at, at points, but I'm really <laughs> happy with the path that we're on. And I think it's going to be really beneficial to the community, hopefully mm-hmm. for decades. And that's that's what I'm here to do, set the community up for success. I wish the city a lot of luck. Owens had the good fortune of being invited to one of the listening sessions. Yeah. And so it was pretty fantastic to be able to engage with other folks um, who represent other aspects of the Finley community. And it was interesting to hear where a lot of our opportunities dovetail and how there's so much commonality and it just took you know, that impetus to get everyone together at, yeah. at a table to be able to talk about it. And so it was pretty exciting. It was good fun. Yeah. Well, okay. we appreciate you participating. Oh, it, it was our pleasure. It was our pleasure. And so one of the things that you mentioned earlier was Finley's streak of being <laughs> ranked the top micropolitan um, by Site Selection Magazine um, and how that um, dovetails with the Finley formula and so many good things that are that are going for it. And so if I'm correct, this is the ninth year in a row? Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about that recognition and what it means to the city. Yeah. So it's definitely something that, you know, we're very proud of. And Site Selection Magazine is the premier kind of global site selection magazine. Um, and it's the, and really focused on the United States, but utilized by companies around the world. And what they do is they track data from communities, over mm-hmm. 500 micropolitan statistical areas that provided information on how much economic investment they had in their community, job mm-hmm. creation, capital investment, um, square footage of expansion, those types of items. Mm-hmm. And they qualify as projects. And so we report out 
Um, and we had 32 projects, I believe, in 2022. And that was about 20 more than second place. That is amazing. And and really, when we look back on it, a lot of that is from in reinvestment of our existing companies. And I mm-hmm. think that that's something I'm even more proud of, right? I would love to have you know more attraction and new companies coming to our community. But to say that our communities are successful there mm-hmm. and are continuing to reinvest in the community and are growing and prospering, that is like gets me so excited, yeah. right? Because <laughs> yeah. that means there's something really great that they figured out that they don't want to leave. Right. And that also then is exactly the message that we can use to tell to those other businesses, mm-hmm. hey, if you come here, not only like are we going to help you on the front end, but we're it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. We are committing to you when you commit to Finley. Right. And we are going to work with you to make sure you are successful, that you grow, that you need what you have to decrease those barriers and to work together. And um, so that, you know, the top micropolitan is a way to say we've been doing that and that keeps our name at the top of people's brains and at the top of list when they're looking at great places to invest in the United States or great places to invest in in Ohio, Finley, Ohio uh, is what I want at the top of their mind. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Well, congratulations again. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So is there anything that you wanted to share uh, with our listeners that I haven't asked you yet? Oh, man, we've covered a lot. Mm -hmm. Great questions. I think the only thing that I would add is just encourage people to engage with their local governments. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you see things or you have questions, reach out to them to get facts that you can educate your neighbors on. If you Mm -hmm. have a concern, ask them, why are you doing that? You know, feel free to write them emails, to call their office, to set up meetings, to show up to meetings. Um, It's your community. It's your government. And, um, you know, I know in Finley, I have people reach out all the time or set up meetings or we try to respond to social media, which is challenging. Try not to use social media because that's really difficult. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For lots of reasons. Yeah, but but reach out um, because I tell people, I'm like, one, I can't solve problems I'm not aware of. Mm -hmm. And two... I would rather have you be upset with me and you're operating off of facts mm-hmm. versus upset with me and operating off of misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, so engage and and we can all make uh, things a little better. Wonderful. Well, Owens Community College, we appreciate the partnership that we have with you at the city of Finley um, being part of that uh, community now for almost 40 years. Yes. Our 40th anniversary Crazy is to this think. year. Yes, it's pretty amazing. And so um, we're thrilled to have you as a guest on our podcast. And I appreciate you taking the time to, to come and talk to us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you guys for being a great partner. Thank you. Mayor Mern, thank you so much for being with us today. You are such an inspiration and your accomplishments are amazing. We're grateful for your commitment to service in Findlay. We're grateful for your support and for your time today. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please remember to subscribe and join us for future conversations. Next time, we'll be talking with Wendy Huntley from Connecting Kids to Meals. Until then, take care.